friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my patron peeps. Thank you so much for your support, patron peeps. As a reminder, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron feed. If you ever need your patron feed in the future, I just want you to know that. Uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron help for all of our help pages. And sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron support. If you need to contact uh, Patreon support, thanks, patrons. What do you say we slow it down and get on with the show? Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do or all you can do if you like or, you know, you could try out doing is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. And even that you could do in any order. Uh, And I'm going to try to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. And that could be, you know, things you're thinking about, things, thoughts, uh, as I call them, on your mind, past, present, future, all of the above. uh, Going through your head... uh, it could be uh, feelings, anything emotionally coming up for you related to thoughts or something else or that are just there. And it could be physical sensations. Uh, it could also be changes in time, temperature, routine, situation, you know, situations. Here's a situation. Life uh, is not a vacation. Uh, whether your parents, you know, whatever Will Smith wants. Oh, that was a fresh prince. Uh, Sorry, Fresh Prince, uh, but uh, so whatever's keeping me awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And what I propose to do, I got this safe place, like I said, set aside. I can send it to you. You could co- approach it. You could come on in, whatever you're comfortable with. You could look at it from afar, but I'm going to send it across. Oh, no, the way I'm going to do it. I can't, like The way I'm going to start it out is sending my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, somewhat soothing, you could say. Soothing to some, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So that means I'm going to like uh, go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. My voice is a little bit different, not soothing initially, Believe it or not, this is the one podcast uh, that most people don't like when they listen to it the first time. Well, maybe not the only podcast. That, uh, you know, that one, one uh, Nails on a Chalkboard, I cannot listen to that show. Even I gave it a second and third try. Or that other one, this, the, the the like there was this other podcast. Oh, that was a podcast I launched in my imagination. Along with this one, sounds that, you know, that make your teeth feel that way. You know, those sounds, sounds you can feel in your teeth and, and not in a good way. Stop listening to that podcast. Stop making it and listen. It hasn't been released. Uh, it gets released on, uh, like whenever it's unpredictable. Sounds your teeth, people's teeth make that make your teeth feel weird. Is that, I guess there's probably been studies about that. Sounds you can feel in your teeth really is a thing. Or is it? Or maybe I'm just thinking of sounds that I've heard teeth make that make me like not like similar to chalkboard, similar feeling, not similar sound. 
Anyway, where was I? I was trying to introduce the podcast to you by saying, yeah, no, most people don't like it. It takes a few tries because why wouldn't you be skeptical, right? You're, you're just tuned into the show to listen to somebody ramble about nothing to put you to sleep. That could be, If you're skeptical or doubtful or even put off, that makes total sense to me. And the only voice I could tell you is that to give it a few tries and see how it goes, it like uh, that's just what most listeners say. Uh, because I make the show, before I explain all the other stuff, because you deserve a good night's sleep. You're important, and your sleep is important. So if I can help you by taking your mind off stuff and keeping you company so you could fall asleep, it would be my honor, because I know how it feels. Did not sleep great last night, and uh, yeah, so I know how it feels there in the deep, dark night. And, and uh I don't know, your life. if your life's a little bit better tomorrow because you got sleep or you start using the show and it slowly improves, things become more manageable because you're more rested. Or even if we don't get that far, if if you just dread bedtime a little bit less, that really means a lot to me. And I know it, those of you that are regular listeners or that experience that bedtime dread, you know what I mean. If we can turn the volume down, even if it's like one half click at a time, back when things had a knob, uh, that's important. And, and it really is, uh, like, if it can help. So, it, Oh, and if your show doesn't help, if you already say, no chance this show's ever going to help me. I mean, people have said that before, and then now they're regular listeners. But even at any point, if you're looking for something else, but you sleep, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thanks or no thank you. There's other sleep podcasts and stuff there. So what else do you need to know about the show if you're new? Or what else do you need to be reminded of if you're a regular listener? You're important. That's the most important thing. This is also a podcast you don't really listen to. You can listen. And if you can't sleep or you need a break during the day or in the middle of the night, you just need some company, I'm here to the very end. And that's kind of what works about the show is I'm here the whole time so you don't have to listen to me. You could listen, but you don't need to. There's people that barely listen. There's people that do listen. There's people that just kind of listen. So this isn't a show you so much pay attention to and wait for it to get started. And it's already, it's not working at all. And it's already working. Sleep with me. The only podcast that never works all the time. Somebody remind me of that one too. Sleep with me. The podcast that never works all the time. It's never working. Sleep with me. Working hard. It never working all the time. All the time, so that's kind of the summary of the show. But uh, what else do you need to know? Okay, so yeah, it's a podcast you don't really pay attention to. It also doesn't put you to sleep, but like I said, I'm here to keep you company while you drift off. So those are two things. A few other things you need to know if you're new is the structure of the show and why the show is structured that way. Show starts off with a greeting, uh, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, so you feel seen and welcomed in. Then there's support for the podcast because I, I my goal is to have the podcast come out twice a week for free, so that supporting the podcast is 100% optional, and then... Uh, so there's support, then there's support for listeners if you need extra support. 
And then there's the intro. So the support can throw people off. Uh, and then the intro can also throw people off. So the intro is about 12 to 10 to 8 to 20 minutes long of me rambling and going on and on and on explaining what the podcast is. But that kind of fits in with the never working all the time. Always never working. Sleep with me podcast. And the reason for that is that the intro eases you into bedtime. So there's no wrong way to use this show. But initially, just kind of see the regular structure of it and then adjust. Now, the intro for a lot of people that listen to the show eases them into bedtime. It's part of their wind-down routine. Because at least for me, I can't just get to sleep. It's just never, that's not something that's ever happened for me. So I need a transition period. I guess I never called it that, but that's really what the intro is. It's a trans transitory period between your day life and your sleeping life. Uh, so it gives you some time to unwind. Now you could do a relaxing activity. You could be getting ready for bed or you could just be listening. But there are people that fall asleep. There's 2% of people that skip the intro. There's about 2,000 people that listen to story-only episodes. So there are other ways to use this show. Uh, but it's just designed this way to ease you into bedtime, to slowly wind down and turn that knob down. Now, believe me, if there was an instant way to put you to sleep, I would do that. So so that's the intro. Then there's, again, business between the intro and the show uh, that just keeps the show coming out twice a week for free. And then there's the story, and most people fall asleep at some point during the story. And here's you can also set a, 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 a like a sleep timer in your podcast app, and most people set it for either forty five or sixty minutes. There's a few people that set it for thirty, or people just listen. And then there's a lot of people that listen all night. I wouldn't say most people that set a sleep timer, but the majority of people don't set a sleep timer. But that's another option. That's the great thing about podcast apps. But so the what was I saying? Oh, the intro just goes on and on and on. Oh, then there's sponsors. Then there's a story. Tonight, I'm I'm be honest, like, I don't know if it's going to be, it, it, like, you'll know from the title, it'll be, either be a North Pole train tour or a Great British Bake Off episode. I think it's a Great British Bake Off episode, but it could be a North Pole train tour, because those are the episodes I recorded this week, and I recorded one intro all the way, this is a Friday, recorded all the way back on a Monday, so I don't remember, so... Yeah, we're, you're in for a treat. It could be, could be a Biscuits Week on Great British Bake Off or a train ride uh, in a train tour around the North Pole. And that'll be about 45, 55 minutes uh, and go on and on and on, too. And then there's thank you. So it's a structure show. That's why I make the show. I'm really glad you're here. I really work hard. I really yearn and I strive. And I really hope this podcast can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a few of the ways I'm able to be here for you twice a week. Well, hello. Welcome back to the train to welcome. You're asleep in your bunk. Uh, I guess I didn't realize I, I fell asleep, too. So that was nice. Um, now, as we're really in a, a really spectacular position here, because if you look out your window at you and we're having breakfast, uh, some holiday themed breakfast right at this table here. Yeah. Come on and have, hop up. Uh, yeah, you can pick from the menu and just point to whatever you wish and, and we'll, we'll have it brought right over. 
And the train did keep moving all night. We've just stopped it, or it's barely moving now because the sun is rising. And the sun is rising again on another area of the park that is uh, we're really excited about. And you could see that's our wooden roller coaster outside the window. It's a real, now it's, well, it isn't, well, it's uh so there's good news, great news, and amazing news about this wooden roller coaster. Uh, but particularly looking through the stanchions and uh, watching the sun rise behind it and kind of change the colors of it. And it is painted in that kind of, uh, I'd call it a Tom Sawyer painting a fence, like, but I don't know that story that well. Uh, kind of color on the stanchions there. But the great news is that this roller coaster is actually built and refurbished from three roller coasters around the globe uh, that unfortunately had, like, uh, they were resting and they, their parks were not to be ever returned to operations. And so we, we, you know, and Santa said, huh, like, uh, these people don't deserve coal. And maybe the, what can we rehab? And so we've been refurbishing what we could and retaining what we can. And the power, you know, some of this lumber is really well, really well handled. And so this is coaster was designed. Now it is influenced by some of the better wooden roller coasters. Now this is where it takes its inspiration from the past and the future. It is not a traditional wooden roller coaster. If you if you've been on a more modern one, it the track itself is not is a. So we're using the stanchions, wooden stanchions, but it is a metal track. And it is one of these ones so the roller coaster can roll and loop-de-loop and all sorts of things with just a lap bar in a wooden coaster-type train. And it does have the dueling track effects, too. And, yeah, we visited a lot of parks, uh... Oh, you see how do well we have we we can we can go we 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 have our ways. Uh, particularly Santa just calling and and renting the park out for the day is normally how we do it, and then signing NDAs. Also, being on the you know naughty list uh, helps, or staying off it. You see, if any report you know, if anyone finds out your park was filled with North Pole elves. Uh, so that is exciting, and it's just one of their favorite things to do here is just watch the sunrise over that. Isn't that nice and calming? And this section is the carnival section of the park. It is celebrating a winter-style carnival. I don't know if we went here last time, uh, but it is uh, a real part of uh, really exciting part of the park, in, in my opinion. We also have, uh, if you if you move to the left a little bit, uh, a giant pet. We call it the peppermint wheel. It's uh, it is a, a Ferris wheel. But you'll notice, uh, and we don't think anyone has done this before, and we know that uh, 
the uh, even even the big parks. We think this is a first, and it is based on uh, North Pole technology. But you notice you can only see the top three quarters of the Ferris wheel, correct? Uh, that is not due to perspective of where we are. The lower third of the thing is uh, part of a dark ride. And so, uh, the, like, uh, the dark ride actually goes through. So the cart comes off and then goes on to the Ferris wheel. And so it's a bit of a... It's a bit of an interesting thing because you're not just circling around you, and and it is one of the largest. If it was a free, if it was freestanding, it would be the largest Ferris wheel in the world. And when you're at the top, you could see beyond the park. Uh, you could see many, many mountains, and and of course, it's not complete. Uh, I realize that, but I'm, I'm using my imagination to project what it'll be like one day. But uh, so there's going to be a dark ride uh, that talks about, again, we're going into the kind of layout and some of the actual like functioning of the where. Now, it doesn't reveal everything about the North Pole, but I know you went on that tour a year or two ago. Uh, where you got to see some of the living areas and some of the working areas of the North Pole. And so this will kind of go through that, but in a kind of a theme of a day-in-the-life type theme. So there is a story. I can't give too much of it away, but it'll be exciting, and it'll be very surprising. I'm sure it'll leak out, uh, but we even will be working. In, so some people may arrive at the park and they say, oh, didn't realize it was a ride and a Ferris wheel. And the reason we made the Ferris wheel so long is so that you still get the Ferris wheel, full Ferris wheel experience. We've actually timed other Ferris wheels at parks, at large parks, to say, okay, that is the time that people really start to enjoy uh, that. And it is also a part of the story uh, that uh, they may still be working on the story. And they said, well, we can't tell you everything. But they said they could tell me. That uh, you'll be you'll be, your expe expectations will also be subverted in a positive way. So you may think you're going to get on the. There may be other effects that make you think you're starting on the. Uh, like I don't know if it's a fake out, but so that you're still feeling some sense of surprise. And I would assume some elation when you actually are rising up. Uh, I think they would probably do it with the smoothness. I hear this is a very smooth ride, so that you probably wouldn't even, the part where you rise up, you probably won't even realize it until uh, you're already rising up. Uh, so I guess I did spoil that part, but you won't know. So you won't know. Like, that's the best part. I could spoil it because you won't know when you're rising up. That's part of the effect uh, built in is by them doing something to make you think you're rising up, uh, then you associate those motions with the actual rising up of a, a Ferris wheel. Because it's just like a little mini, it's a Ferris wheel within a Ferris wheel. Okay, I really spoiled it there. But I couldn't wait. So within the dark ride of a Ferris wheel is a miniature Ferris wheel to give you a little mini thrill. 
uh, but actually to make you think you're going out, that it's the start of so oh, I, I When I saw the model, I said, wait a second, is that a Ferris wheel within the Ferris wheel ride? And they said, it is. Uh, and they said, you're going to go on a Ferris wheel inside of, te- technically you're not inside, but you're on, you're technically on the Ferris wheel ride. And they said, yes, uh, that is true. And I said, well, that is exciting. That is something I'm very, very excited about then. Uh, and so I mean, you should still be excited. because Again, there's, that's not the only secret of the ride or two secrets. Those are just the most important ones probably that I wasn't supposed to. But, you know, they wouldn't tell me these things if they didn't want it out in the world. Now, another unexpected ride, again, that kind of goes with this carnival theme is like, oh, so there is uh, super slides. You can kind of see those. Those are actually just traditional super slides. Uh, uh, I mean, it's kind of painted to be like snow and they're humongous. uh, And they're working on capacity for those things. And it may be changed, but we said, let's say, why not have super slides or fun slides? So they're just one, they're still doing tests, but so that one is actually a rented one or bought one. Again, we will be building one or multiples of one and it may be, so, so the, the super slides, then you have your drop tower again, a very standard thing. Uh, that has been imagined and reimagined and we're doing the outside inside which could become, uh, um, I guess it's, you say, well, then is that repetitive? Because we're also doing it with the, the uh, well, we're doing it a different way. So, so I guess that's what I'll say is that, uh, uh, and, well, I can reveal all the, tri- some of the tricks we're doing for you. Because you see four drop towers, right? And you say, okay, that makes sense. For maybe they're ha- that's for a capacity that they have four separate drop towers. Wow, the line's going to move really fast. And we say, well, it will move fast because we have a huge capacity. But uh, oh, also, the so the 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 Ferris wheel goes from inside to outside. So this one is kind of the opposite. It goes from outside to inside. And it is not a dark, it is a dark ride, but it's a, it's a, a thrill ride. Of course, it's a drop tower, uh, but it's also so much more, which again, like, it, like they use the term story coaster. And you'd see, is this a coaster or not? Uh, and we expect this will be in very high demand. And if you were to look closely, if you were some sort of engineer, You'd say, oh, that looks like a drop tower. It's constructed like a drop tower, but I can see that it's actually some sort of track uh, with switches and stuff. So you start outside for a traditional dark ride. Uh, Okay, so so actually I'm counting wrong, but, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The towers, so you get to go up the tower two different times. Once at the beginning of the ride, you just go, what's a simple uh, tower ride, correct? And you go back, uh, you go up, and then you go back down. But you, of course, go through 
you go down, down. And then, so when you're going down, that's your actual lift hill for the beginning of a ride. And it actually goes through not this land, but the next land uh, that we'll be talking about in a few moments. Uh, and the next land is actually in what would be another park, uh, our second gate, if you will, if, 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 if all this comes to plan. And you go around, then you do some stuff inside. And then you go up the other tower again. You get held up there, you know, for a little free fall action. And then you go back down. Then there's one, you know, then you think it's over again. Then there's one last thrill, of course, and then you exit. So that's exciting. We're also going to have, uh, you know, like, of course, uh, snacking and eating will be a big part of this area. There will be a carousel. And we don't we have we don't have a carousel or modeled yet. Again, that is an area of consternation a little bit. So with deciding again, do we purchase one? Do we purchase pieces or parts? Or do we try? Because like even uh, Mrs. Gloss was here. She said uh, after she saw the models for those two different rides we just talked about. She said, uh, "Well, do you, how many times are you going to reinvent the wheel?" Do you need to reinvent the wheel with the carousel? And, you know, we did say no, but we did say, well, no, but. uh, So what I think is going to happen is that there will be some sort of carousel experience. uh, Or this is, again, okay, I guess this is, so it'll be a light-up carousel uh, so that you could experience it during the day or at night in two different ways, or you could just watch it. So it will be a themed music. So, so I guess the carousel is decided. It's just uh, the construction. This isn't finalized, but it's going to be, how could you say no to these ideas? So the carousel will be its own light show that'll go off at, at scheduled times. Well, basically at night when people are riding it, uh, and so it'll be themed to music that'll also be piped out of the carousel. That's another thing that's consternation as well. Why can't we have a mechanical music versus uh, recorded music on speakers? And then, like, I guess it was like Santa and some of the, the other, they said, well, we could have both, but the has to, the, you have to actually be able to experience the real being played music. Uh, and then I said, what about a real orchestra? Uh, and then someone said, every single night. Uh, and I said, well, a mechanical orchestra in a real orchestra, uh, live music, uh, it could it could be a multitude of things. And they said, okay, we'll put that on the board. Because they said you could have, like, a person playing electronic music or... And they and then I said, then it could be recordings, you know, the live. And they said, wait a second, you might be on to something. That was a dream I had, but I did submit that idea. I think it's a pretty good idea. So when you're on there, though... Like, uh, this is where the engineering is going to be powerful, especially at night, but also during the day. Uh, all the other buildings surrounding it at a distance and close up, uh, 
During the day, there's actual animations you'll be able to see that will be moving as you're going on the carousel, if you're paying attention to that. Otherwise, you could just enjoy the park and the people in the daytime music. But at night, it'll be a fully immersive, like, a light show with holiday lights. So, and again, it will have snow, you know, all the effects you would kind of expect, uh, so all the other buildings will have dancing lights themed to the music, very layered and impressive and full of surprises within surprises. And hopefully that are scheduled to change, you know, so that if you come back a year or two later, you say, wait a second, I didn't know that was going to happen. Whoa, boy. So uh, you, if you're on the carousel, you could also be enjoying the light show. You're just enjoying it from a different seat, uh, if you will. So that's going to be exciting. I, I, I like. Uh, I just hope it gets approved because they said there, de- like, there is some debate uh, about it uh, or building it from the ground up. So uh, where where was I? I? Oh, I was so excited about that carousel. So we're we're moving away from this area again. And did you know that uh, this train has lights like that on it? Will be this train will be a part of the show. Uh, so that's exciting, uh, but uh, you can't see any of that. So we're pa- we're passing through a little tunnel. We're actually passing through what they call in the par. We're passing through two, as they call it, in the parlance of parks, two berms, uh, which is exciting. And then we're going to go over a. But so we, we now we're going over a bridge, uh, so that pedestrian traffic can cross below us. Uh, and, of course, again, the kinetic motion, so you're seeing water flowing, all the rules that I don't, you know, I'm not trained in this stuff. I'm, you know, I'm a fan, clearly. I'm a guide. But all all the water flowing, you have so sculptures and uh, what are those things called that, like, uh, like uh, those mobile, mobile, mobiles or mobile, mobiles. Those a lot of those are powered by the sun or the wind, and they're supposed to be symbolic. Uh, a lot of some of it's just art, which not always is symbolic. I'm told, but uh, so I don't know. So now we're crossing through the other berm, and we're gonna, you're going to feel us going around. Now, this is a big reveal, so that's why it's just dark. Uh, but there should be some building music normally. But now you're going to see uh, what uh, well, you would see. It's not there yet because, again, another consternation point. Uh, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be, because Santa does not want to use the word castle. And they say, well, the castles have already been used in, in those kind of things in other parks, but it is expected in some sense. Because we said, well, what is it at, like? Because uh, then some people pitched like an ice or something. But what it will be is a place for a, now to be very large, because sometimes they do these in a way that's just not where. So anyone could stay here that's visiting it'll be a hotel and believe it or not all the hotels will be within the 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 grounds of either of our two parks once it's a full we we reach full build out as they say i'm told that uh 
that's why another reason for the three-dimensional buildings so you might be even staying in fake, like, I think there's even a hotel in those fake mountains or hotel rooms. But this will be the largest hotel. It's just not decided if it'll be a castle or not. Because uh, we said, well, what else would it be? Just a fancy hotel. No one wants to come to the North Pole. We we said we will have a fancy hotel. So that will be like a, a fancy hotel. But it'll look like a chalet. But but, but no one wants to, you know some something. And they say, well, you can't do modern. But you will have a beautiful vista of it right now, as we kind of curve around. Now we're at a far distance, and a lot of the elements are going to seem very familiar. That's why there's hasn't been, it, well, at least in my mind, because I guess I don't have an area of. Uh, like, this will be, the, the other tour was more patchwork to have surprises, since this is, the park is much earlier on. Yeah, that, because uh, again, the castle, the, this one is not as, this is kind of a more unified theme is what they're thinking. And again, the other park was designed first, and then they came up with the idea. They, they, everyone was so happy. They said, well, let's do that. We need two parks. Uh, we said, well, the first park's not. But, of course, everybody that was involved said, well, okay, sure. And they said, well, what's the idea here? And uh, it's a, a total immersion. So this park, you're supposedly... Like, even though it's a fictional immersion into the world of being an elf, which, again, the other park was already designed. So we were just kind of, there's no joy of the North Pole is the unified, was always the unifying theme. Uh, Or what would you be joyful to come, what do you expect to to do at a park at the North Pole? So we we had more of a, a unifying theme might seem disjointed. It's not. Where this one, it is unified. Uh, so, it, again, there's probably going to be some overlap, but very early stages. Uh, so that you can imagine yourself, w- w- however you decide, you could imagine yourself as an elf or as a guest of the elves uh, in Santa Claus. And so we have a street. Now, our street's a little bit different in the fact that it'll go to the castle, as they say, but that it's a two-way street. So you can come in through the other park, or you could come in through this train eventually. Uh, you could come in through through some gondolas, uh, or you could just walk uh, from park to park. And again, we're not masking our influences or anything we're trying to build upon those, but I do feel a little stuck with this one because it is more, but we say, okay, well, you go to the other parks and it's just kind of expected. You see, there's usually a long street, uh, and this one, it, now the, one of the differences is we will be working. And again, we have a little bit of a luxury, right? We we're a n- different type of niche and our fund, you know, obviously our funding, uh, you know, we're less accountable to uh, investors, so our funding is much d- structured much differently. Still, has to be sustainable. 
but uh, the, lot, we can do a lot of reinvestment uh, where so, so this isn't meant as a criticism or an indictment or anything of other park creations. But so this park will be okay. So this street will be very not just themed like you're a guest of an elf or an elf in in what uh, will be an idealized central hub of an elven village. And it'll be themed around different, like, now every day, it could be repetitive, uh, but, but uh, you know, things like, the, 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 like uh, we say something similar to the Czech phrase, Dobry Den, which I don't know if you know what that means, but it means like, uh, kind of like a good day to you or more, more or less. Uh, so a lot of like uh, greeting and worker performers instead of just workers and people, almost everybody working in this area and the whole, all of the parks will be trained in improvisation and guest satisfaction and boundary setting and assertiveness. And I got to tell you to, to just back up to this creation of these parks and that it is a consternation is that the excitement of the people that want to be involved in these projects or work at them is most one of the more important things for me because what I've seen is that uh, some of the you know you know as our mission at the North Pole has changed over the past two hundred years or so, and the balance of reality and myth and actual support, you know you you've probably heard some of the you know history reports like I said on that night podcast or whatever. Or, you know, those famous uh, soap opera and As the North Pole Turns covered uh, some of it. It fictionalized, but not that, you know, based in the truth of uh, different uh, how we've tried to adjust. Uh, but so that's also left to certain generations, the younger generations, to say, well, I don't know, you know, this is for me. But, you know, maybe I'll do, you know, and, and this has gotten a lot of people engaged because they say, oh, this is a path. Uh, a working path for me. And this would be something I would really be excited to do. And so we really think that's important. And again, there'll be like a lot of, uh, oh, to get back to this uh, street. Uh, and again, it will be familiar. Uh, we are heavily in influenced, uh, but it'll be from an Alvin perspective. So there'll be a lot more things you might not expect. So I don't want to talk too much about it, but there's going to be shops, more eateries than shops, and sit like places to sit, uh, so that people feel like uh, there's like this atmosphere of rest uh, combined with motion, so that you could step away from the motion and sit down, and that it's almost encouraged. Uh, so you'll see that our second stories. This is one thing I can point out. Uh, all have balconies. They're all accessible by guests. Uh, now, they usually also include, you know, even if it's a casual, you know, drink or something. And also some common courtesy, we have a way to remind people how long they've been at each table. We call them talking tables uh, so that the tables themselves are reminding people, to, like, uh, It'll be funny and it'll be interesting. It may get on people's nerves, and and again, they'll have to be properly maintained. 
But the table will vibrate every once in a while after you've been at a table for 15 minutes. And then after 30 minutes, they'll say, oh, well, I wonder if anybody else wants to look at the view. And it should have uh, some intelligence built in for the time of day and things. And also it'll know, uh, you know, when, you know, like who you are and stuff. That's all part of the park and you're agreeing to visit it. So we'll say, hey, Smith, uh, you know, don't be an agent, Smith. Uh, let somebody else sit down if you're done with your hot cocoa. And it, oh, here's the other thing. It will actually know how many tables are open in the area, so it won't bother you if there's plenty of open tables. Uh, and uh, so that, that's the other thing. It's not just meant to be. It's meant to, you know, assert things. uh and also to take a little pressure off of the 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 the, 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 the performers, uh, and you could tell the table if you want something. You say, "Hey, what do you got to? Uh, we can use a refill on these hot cocos." And the table say, "Let me send it da- send it down." And of course, there'll be a lot of show kitchens and and you know you know the, those kind of things again, heavily influenced uh, by things. Uh, and so, okay, so then we'll get to again. This is not. This is a very hub and spoke park. Uh, so it's very again influenced. In the, and then you'll come to the hotel at the center, and you'll start to notice that the hotel even acts as like a. Or well, I guess you can't see it because it's not built, but it'll also offer. Like there'll be spokes of the hotel in some sense. Uh, so that'll gradually go into the theming of each separate land. Again, we're using this very standard type model now. And two of the lands I want to cover uh, that we're going to go by in the train, and now we're headed off uh, to the first land to the left. And we don't have a name for this land uh, yet, but it's going to be the land of elven fiction. And so this will celebrate, uh, not j- like, uh, like, uh, I guess, cause we did, if you say, well, it's an ad- a land of adventuring, uh, but of elven adventures. And so we will have some of the, and the nothing has been kind of outlined here yet, uh, but that it, this that's the goal of this land is to say, okay, what are our favorite things that are non, you know, that aren't from the southern world that we've consumed over generation after generation after generation, not just based on our service to the North Pole and the people of the world. Like the elf and the bear will probably be one thing. They were friends, uh, and, uh, you know, they had adventures together uh, in the great north. Maybe there'll be one about the lonely, you know, the, the elf, the, 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 the one of, maybe one of the great elves that uh, needed a break, like the loneliest elf or the elf that took a walk. Uh, those are myths that, uh, that have worked their way down to you, but... Uh, you know, about then they say that was one that kind of the idea said, well, does anybody really want to hear about that? And we say, well, if we tell like tale well told or whatever, then yeah, people want to hear about it if it makes them feel good. And they said, well, what kind of adventure is just walking around thinking about stuff? Uh, 
We said, okay, well, maybe not that particular tale then. Uh, we do plan. Now, this is, again, a little bit harder because of the popularity of a new snow person. But we do would like to have some sort of snow person show or snow person show and sh- shop restaurant together is kind of the model we're looking at where paying would be optional or seating. There'd be seating, restaurant seating and viewing seating. Because then they said, well, how many jokes could we write uh, if, if we serve snow cones, you know, and baked Alaska? They said, what about baked? And I said, "What's isn't that mashed, like dessert mashed potatoes or something, baked Alaska? I've never had it. And everyone said, well, I don't know either. But that's another thing. So that that could be that's a that's a little bit closer uh, to, to that. Uh, and again, because some of our myths have been used already, you say, oh, do we need something about some sort of mysterious uh, being? You know, for, we have those two from your myths, uh, but we call them humans, where you people call them, you know, uh, Sasquatches or Yetis or whatever. Uh, so we think that it could be, that it could be really exciting, like... Uh, like having a couple, maybe youth elves uh, that adventure out into the human world uh, and get caught up in the big city. Like, and they say, well, it's a big city. We don't like that. And we say, well, what about the big cities? Uh, so that is like a turning point right now where, where there's some discussions going on. Maybe that's two separate attractions then. Because then maybe we could have these youthful, that could be in a ride, uh, like a story. They say, okay, so we have a story, like two youth or three youth, uh, elf youth. uh, And they say, maybe, and again, some of this I'm recording so I could pitch it later. But I say, what, I think this is an idea. This hasn't, so we take the, the kind of lonely elf that took a walk, but we make it more palatable kind of cloak the subtext in a couple of kids out there that uh, go to, and maybe they don't just go to the city. They have adventures in the human world. They learn lessons, but it's a thrill with rising stakes and all that. And then we do one where we do visit some of the human cities, uh, but, uh, I don't know what that would be either, but those could be adventures. But of course, we want to have some very elf, no human, you know, stuff without you humans in there. So, yeah, that's uh, something we're having trouble figuring out. Uh, and then having to figure it out uh, without it being where people would come and say, well, this is a total copy of uh, other parks. Because we want to have, I mean, again, you see, well, this is limiting because we want to have boat rides too. I mean, our other park, we say, okay, even though that's not as unified, we think we've got uh, something that's different and is plus most things. No offense, you know. But that one, we were kind of, you know, jumping without looking and saying, and more from of like, uh, so this has been tough. Uh, this is a tough design. So, But that's one one land we're working on is the land of kind of elven fiction or elven myth. Uh, and again, we could take it in another direction, just go straight into the mythological stuff. 
And so that's one land. And then the other land that we're, we're now we've been driving through where you couldn't see anything because uh, they actually haven't even finalized some of the other parts of the park, the other lands. Because, again, we say, well, let's just focus. This is like our blue sky area. But let's make the best first park we can. I don't know. You know, elves, we have big ideas. That's how, you know, that's how the presents get delivered. Big ideas, small, but important small work uh, is something somebody once said. But this, as you're going to see, is very familiar. It's also a familiar spot. And again, Santa says, well, maybe they'll see it as a tribute. And I say, Santa, mega corporations don't see things as anything can't put them on the naughty list either but this i think santa's just profoundly impacted you know he is a human being like the rest of you which is a good thing good thing i'm not judging but this will be the future of of, uh christmas's future then they say well is that too dickensian but then they said do you want to do a dickensian and we say no no this is an elven park uh but this will be the future of elves. Now, one of the things that, again, we said, what is, what are, now we don't have, we're still very early on the planning block here. But we also talk about the emotions, just like it kind of hinted at it in the other park is, uh, okay, when you th- when elves think about the future or people think about the future, it stirs strong feelings. So can that those strong feelings be some of the building blocks, the foundation, if you will, of this elven land of tomorrow or the t- Christmas tomorrow? And what if those strong feelings influence what is built upon it? So that would be like, what is our theme? What are we building here? And, and this is not unknown at this time. And we say, oh boy, well, that's a, that's a thing. Like, it's unknown at this time. And then you say, okay, well, what, is, what does it mean to, to build something when you're from a place of not knowing when you know you got to build something? We all had a hearty horror horror at that, at the old thing, you know, and, you know, Santa's bowl full of jelly laughed uh, with it. Uh, and I said, well, this is interesting. So what is the future of Christmas? And everyone looks around and they say, well, like uh, the future is tomorrow, today, the work we have to do today, and then the work we're planning on doing tomorrow. And then after that, but we, you know, we do plan for the long term around here as well as focusing on the present. But of course, the future is always changing. And we've just seen it is like a, uh, this is a tough subject to tackle unless you're constantly updating stuff or, again, you have this vision or you're agreed upon. What do we, what do we want to, what, why, you know, why, well, why are we doing it? Because we want it to be fun. Okay. Fun springing out of these feelings of not knowing and uncertainty, though. So how do you have joy in that? And then what would be the unifying theme for that? And they said, well, what about like going into the future together? And we went down that one for a while, more instead of like in the planning, just like of like idea sharing. So, okay, well, if it was going into the future together, together elves and humans, together Northpolians, uh, 
or North Poles and, you know, humans that are invested in that going into the future together as an entire planet and, you know, interrelated species. And then this is, okay, but how do we do that without being like uh, whatever that is? Is that didactic or uh, what's the other word where you're teaching something pedagogic? I don't know. Like, uh, like, is there a way to do that other than, you know, then it's like, okay, let's sketch out ideas. But it was like holding hands. Just get, we said, okay, holding hands. And then, uh, so it was really like a strange alley to go on. We said, going into the future together. And then we talked about that, and then everyone said, well, that brings up, like, uh, how, you know, love, and then uh, love friendship, love of lovers, love of family, love of uh, your work. So, I don't know, we're really digging deep to try to figure out, okay, well, what was it, like, how do we, of course, there's excitement, you know, about around the bolts and the nuts of things. We want to have a, a, some sort of exciting ride. We want to have uh, some sort of ride to kind of show, you know, another dark ride with surprises, like an unexpected one. We want to have one or two rides that everyone could go on together. And then, like, uh, some sort of atmosphere that supports that because, you know, shops and, and, and snacks and those kind of things. But we, we were like, okay, well, what is the future? Uh, we don't know. So we say, okay, well, the future is remaining relevant. Uh, then what does that mean? And say, I don't, I don't, well, it means I want to hold somebody's hand. I got to stay relevant. Uh, well, that means hard work and planning. And we say, okay, well, that uh, isn't exciting either. And then we say, is there anything cool about any of this stuff that says, ooh, like lasers and shiny stuff? Uh, and all of us just sat there and scratched our heads. And then, again, we went to the thing of, like, uh, what would you say is, like, at the other parks, uh, their vision of the future and we say, well, at the one park, it's like the future's fun. Is there another way to describe it? Uh, it's not sleek anymore. A little bit sleek uh, and fun and goofy. Okay. What about some of the other places? Well, the future's like, uh, this is fiction of the future. Or is this, a, you know, oh, you're being immersed in this world. It's... Uh, and you say the future is modern. Okay, well, that's uh, kind of true and kind of untrue or visions of the future. None of those kind of work for us. So I guess as I'm saying this, I'm saying, well, like, uh, and I guess it just brings up like feelings of like the future of the North Pole tours, you know, because I'm just still working on giving these, but also trying to stay involved in the parks. And uh, but they say, okay, well. So I think that's all we've agreed on for this future part of the park is that uh, the foundation is the feelings. Then coming from the feelings is the the idea. This is the only things that remained on the board, holding hands and uh, together. So it was like, well, how do we build a modern version or a modern thing of uh, the North Pole? 
And then one, I mean, I will tell you just a one idea, but again, we've already got attractions like this in the construction phase. But one thing would be, uh, like, uh, that we think would be cool would be to like for the, cause I get, I get, we're almost, our train it can only go so slow. You know, we got to park at the station soon. But one of the things I, I think would be cool that we did talk about, because everybody said, well, we got to have some sort of, uh, like, you know, exciting attraction. And maybe this is where, and maybe, because we said, well, we already have a sleigh attraction at the other park, so we can't have one at this park. And then we said, why? It's two separate parks. And then they said, okay, well, what is your idea for the sleigh attraction? We said, well, what if there's like uh, this idea of the future together, but with the past uh, is like some sort of uh, thing we go on where it's a generational thing, whether it's coworkers or family members. And the kind of cue introduces the story of, uh, that they were like, uh, you know, uh, North, North Poles, uh, you know, elves that are, uh, one had worked on, you know, two or three types sleighs ago, or maybe they're, you know, maybe they're communicating from the past somehow, or maybe they're, they're imbued in the attraction. I don't know. And they're like, this was the last great model of, uh, you know, the Santa sleigh and it enabled us to go, you know, because there was, there is differences in, in the designs of the sleigh. And there was a time just like in the Southern world where it was like, you know, the muscle, muscle, you know, Santa wanted a muscle sleigh with power and speed and then some agility to get everything done. So they say, well, this was the good old days when we had this powerful sleigh. And then the other, more modern, but they're going together, right? Uh, it's playful. And they're saying, well, we have this uh, sleigh, you know, that's, uh, we're working on for the future. Or maybe there's three. There's the current version of the sleigh. And then you can kind of explain the technology again that could be explained. And then they can't, they, they, maybe they say, like, yeah, maybe that's it. So the third element is together. So, or maybe it's like, so, okay, so I think we have it. So then the, like, uh, there's a trickster, maybe there's a trickster. We do have a trickster God here and that's not Santa Claus. So there's a, maybe there's a trickster, uh, type God or type figure that has a, that is a future person I don't know if that's too much, but so the the two intergenerational people are kind of having a back and forth. They say, well, our sleigh is more modern, uses less energy, more sustainable, better for the world. But yes, it's less powerful, but it's more efficient. And actually the efficiency makes up for the power over time. And then you get to ride each one or so, somehow you ride each one or you go, they say, but they couldn't win a race. So it might be that this person's, fi- they're both fixated on which one's the best. And then there's this hybrid future model they're working on. I don't know. It'd be interesting if there's a race, uh, 
I don't know if that would work, though, if you got to choose, because you would probably go, like, the guests would probably go on the third model. So that'd be interesting. But then the, the, that it becomes some sort of pickle that we get in that we all have to solve together by, like, hook. Yeah, I guess that would work. Uh, we hook all three slaves together. So we're almost there. Thank you for your help with that. I think that gets us like a part way to our, at least our attraction, our big headliner in this part of the park would be, yes, solving the problems of the past and the, and the present. Uh, sure, we're, we're, we're individuals. Our egos get in the way. And uh, what is the technology of the future? How do we get there together? And, you know, I don't know. So we're almost there. Thank you for, I see you fell asleep again. That's nice. You might be resting. We have a long journey home, so get comfortable. Feel the rocking of the train as it gently rocks you off to dreamland. It's been so pleasant to have you uh, join us tonight on this tour. And I hope you have a wonderful season uh, and enjoy your holidays, however you celebrate them. You could always come back and come on this train any time of the year, but even this time of the year, and rest well from all of us at the North Pole and from that uh, Southern Sleep Podcast. Good night.